When it comes to traditional retail here in India, there are a lot of parties involved. You've got, of course, the manufacturers, the ones that are actually making the product, but then you also have distributors, you have wholesalers, you have retailers, and so by the time the product actually ends up in the hands of the end consumer, it's already been bought and sold multiple times. But with D2C, that's the direct-to-consumer model, things are a little bit different. All of those parties, all of those buyers and sellers become one. The product is being sold directly to the consumer without any changing of hands in between. And this approach to retail had steadily been gaining traction here in India over the last couple of years with the rise in internet and smartphone penetration in the country, and also as e-commerce became more popular and commonplace. But it wasn't until the COVID-19 pandemic hit that D2C here in India really took off. See, on the supply side, traditional retail supply chains were heavily disrupted by the pandemic. And brands that had been previously on the fence about D2C finally decided to adopt this new model. And then on the demand side, consumers started shopping online more than ever before in an effort to avoid going out to crowded malls and stores where the likelihood of them getting the virus was higher. In 2020, the year that the pandemic hit India, pre-existing D2C brands with dedicated websites saw an 88% increase in demand as compared to 2019. And now, after assessing the impact that the pandemic has had on this space, it's estimated that India's D2C market will be worth $100 billion by 2025. That is a massive opportunity. And of course, there are a lot of different companies right now that are trying to capitalize on it. At the time of us filming this video across India's entire D2C space, there are more than 800 direct-to-consumer brands, and that number is increasing every single month. And while I would love to talk about each and every one of those companies in this video, today we're going to be focusing on India's top 10 D2C startups coming up right after this. Now, before we jump in, just to be clear, direct-to-consumer doesn't mean that these startups aren't listing their products on platforms like Amazon or Flipkart. It is very hard to find pure play D2C companies because that approach just doesn't really make a lot of business sense. E-commerce marketplaces are a great opportunity for D2C brands to be discovered by new customers. And of course, the sales from these e-commerce platforms also contribute to the revenue for these D2C companies. But keep in mind that that revenue is just a small portion of the earnings of these D2C brands, and a majority of their revenue would actually be coming from direct sales on their website or their social media pages. So that's the differentiator here between true D2C companies and non-D2C companies, the percentage of revenue that's coming from direct sales versus indirect sales through middlemen like Amazon or Flipkart. All right, with that out of the way, let's jump in. Starting things off at number 10, we have New Delhi-based tea brand Vadham India. Founded by Balasarda in 2015, Vadham India is a premium tea brand that offers more than 100 signature blends, but unlike most Indian tea brands, Vadham isn't targeting the Indian market. Instead, they sell directly to consumers in the United States and Europe. And these sales make up more than 80% of their revenue. What's more, Vatam takes a direct approach to sourcing as well. Their tea is purchased directly from Indian farmers, and Vatam packages it within hours of it being harvested. Currently, they've sold tea to more than 2 million people across 100 countries and saw a 110% year-over-year growth from 75 crore rupees to 159 crore rupees. What's more, they achieved net profitability in the financial year of 2021. 
So far, their investors have poured $40.9 million into the startup. Next up at number 9, we have Mumbai-based D2C fashion brand Bewokov. Founded by Prabhkiran Singh and Siddharth Munot in 2012, Bewokov sells t-shirts and other fashion accessories like pants, backpacks, and mobile covers with quirky messages and designs on them. They were one of the first online fashion brands in India and have used this first mover advantage to sell their visually striking products to more than 6 million customers so far. At this point, with the rise in e-commerce penetration in India, they are onboarding more than 100,000 new customers every month. In the financial year of 2020, the startup raked in revenue totaling 210 crore rupees and they plan to 5x that number in the next two years. So far, Beoko's investors have poured 24.6 million dollars into the startup. Moving on to number 8 now, we have Gurugram-based D2C baby care brand Mama Earth. After becoming parents, Ghazal and Varun Alag were surprised to see that a lot of baby care products were made of toxic chemicals like parabens and sulfates, among others. And it was at this point that they decided to launch Mama Earth as a toxin-free baby care brand in 2016. Today, five years later, they've expanded their toxin-free product portfolio to enter the adult personal care market as well. And up until the financial year of 2019, their growth was pretty steady. They brought in 16.8 crore rupees in revenue and things were going well. But then, in the financial year of 2020, their revenues exploded. They sold products worth 109.7 crore rupees to more than 5 million customers and then 500 crore rupees in the financial year of 2021, which of course has their investors thrilled. So far, Mama Earth has raised $73.3 million from these investors. Coming in at number 7 now, we have Bengaluru-based D2C fresh meat brand Licious. Now, if you've ever bought meat from a butcher shop here in India, then you probably know how smelly and unhygienic they can sometimes be. And Abhay Anjura and Vivek Gupta saw this as a problem in need of a solution which is why they founded Licious in 2015, to build a fresh meat and seafood brand with high-quality sanitary meat. And in the back end, Licious has control over the entire supply chain too, from sourcing the meat to processing and storing it and then to delivery. During their first month, they only received 1,300 orders, but today, more than six years later, they're delivering more than a million orders every single month. And like many of the startups on this list, the pandemic has really helped their business. They went from 180 crore rupees in revenue in the financial year of 2020 to more than 600 crore rupees in revenue in just the first six months of the financial year of 2021. And by the time they released their financials for the remainder of the financial year of 2021, it's likely that they'll have crossed more than 1,000 crore rupees in revenue for the entire financial year. And of course, this kind of growth is really exciting for their investors to see, which is why they've poured more than $286.5 million into the startup so far. Next up at number 6, we have Bengaluru-based D2C mattress brand Wakefit. Founded by Ankit Garg and Chaitanya Ramalingangoda in 2014, Wakefit made a name for themselves by selling premium mattresses at affordable prices, which was really difficult to do at first because Indian consumers weren't accustomed to ordering mattresses online. So in order to build up some trust, Wakefit started offering a 100-day trial period. During this period, if a customer doesn't like the mattress, they can return it and get their money back. 
This unconventional approach enabled WakeFit to build a profitable business from day one with a very loyal customer base. And today, besides just mattresses, WakeFit sells a bunch of other home furniture items too, like beds, tables, shelves, and sofas. And when the pandemic hit, thanks to their expansive product portfolio, the company's revenues doubled from 199 crore rupees to 410 crore rupees. This is a great indicator to WakeFit's investors that the startup is on the right track, which is why they've invested $34 million into the company so far. Moving on to number five now, we have Guru Grambe's D2C supplements brand, Healthcart. Founded by Samir Maheshwari and Prashant Tandan in 2011, Healthcart sells health and nutrition supplement products under brands like Muscle Blaze, True Basics, Incredio, Health Viva, and Nuriza. The startup ventured into the online pharmacy business with the launch of Healthcart Plus in 2013. But in 2015, they renamed that business to 1MG, which has since been acquired by Tata. Prashant ended up staying on with 1MG, while Samir decided to focus on strengthening Healthcart's nutrition and supplements business, which brought in revenues totaling 353.2 crore rupees in the financial year of 2020. Besides their online store, the startup has also opened 93 physical stores across 37 cities. And in order to keep this omni-channel approach going, Healthcart's investors have pumped 60 $1 million into the startup so far. Coming to number four now, we have Pune-based D2C cloud kitchen startup Rebel Foods. Now, the story of Rebel Foods began all the way back in 2004 when Jaydeep Parman and Kalo Banerjee started a small restaurant called Faso's in Pune. And while starting this restaurant was a lot of fun for both of them, they ended up deciding to expand their horizons by studying abroad instead of growing the business further. After returning to India in 2011 though, they realized that they were both itching to start up and decided to plunge headfirst into entrepreneurship. By 2016, they had expanded their original restaurant Fasos to 40 outlets across India. And what's interesting here is that 75% of their orders were coming from their online ordering platform. In order to keep up with this growing demand, Jaydeep Benkolo pivoted Fasos into a cloud kitchen startup called Rebel Foods. And today, Fasos is just one of 10 food brands under this D2C parent company with more than 320 cloud kitchens across the country. While they were only able to bring in 62 crore rupees in revenue in the financial year of 2016, in the financial year of 2020, their revenues totaled 557.5 crore rupees. And so far, their investors have poured 342.3 million dollars into the startup. Next up at number three, we have New Delhi-based D2C consumer electronics brand Boat. Aman Gupta and Samir Mehta started Boat's parent company Imagine Marketing in 2013. And at the time, India's consumer electronics market was already flooded with cheap Chinese products and products from giants like Sony and JBL. So in order to break into this crowded market, they tied up with a global brand called House of Marley as a distributor. This gave them the opportunity to understand the market and its needs and also to save up a bit of capital, which they eventually used to launch their own brand, Boat, in 2016. After finding early success in selling what they called indestructible charging cables, they moved on to headphones in 2017, then speakers in 2018, and home theater and soundbar products in 2019. And this continuous evolution has enabled Boat to reach the point now where they're selling upwards of 15,000 units a day. 
They brought in revenue totaling 701 crore rupees in the financial year of 2020, and 49 crore rupees of this revenue ended up being profit. So it's easy to see why Boat's investors have been willing to pour more than $100 million into the startup so far. Moving on to number two now, we have Faridabad-based D2C omni-channel eyewear retailer Lenscart. Back in 2008, a Microsoft engineer by the name of Peyush Bansal left his job in the United States to move to India. He came to study entrepreneurship at IIM Bangalore, but while he was doing that, he also launched an online classifieds business for students called Search My Campus. And while the startup did well financially, it didn't really interest Peyush. He just wasn't passionate about it. And so he returned to the United States with a new idea, an online eyewear brand called Flyer. This business also performed well, but was plagued by logistical problems that Beush felt would be easier, quicker, and cheaper to solve if the company was based out of India serving Indian customers. So he returned to India and along with Amit Chaudhary and Sumit Kapahi in 2010, he founded Lenscart which today is a profitable international 750-store empire that sells more than 8 million units a year across their online and offline stores. So far, Lenscart's investors have poured $744 million into the startup, and it's currently valued at $2.5 billion. And finally, coming in at number one now, we have Mumbai-based IPO-bound D2C omni-channel cosmetics and beauty unicorn Nika. Founded by Falguni Nayar in 2012, Nika started as an e-commerce platform where they sold international cosmetics products to their Indian customers. They were a retailer, but they didn't have a hand in the manufacturing side of things. That all changed though in 2016 when they launched their first private label range of 30 nail polishes. And they've been leaning into this private label business ever since. They have multiple in-house brands now across the beauty and fashion segments, and they've used some of the revenue from these products to expand their offline distribution network by opening 73 stores across India. What's more, in the financial year of 2021, Nika became profitable, keeping 62 crore rupees of the 2,441 crore rupees that they brought in as revenue. And believe it or not, Falguni and her husband Sanjay Nayar own 54% of the company. The remaining 46% is owned by Nika's investors, who so far poured $341.9 million into the startup. All right, that was our list of India's top 10 D2C startups. I hope you enjoyed the video. I hope you learned something from it. And if you did, it would mean a lot to us if you could hit the like button, share this video with someone who you think would enjoy it. And also, if you haven't already subscribed, now would be a great time to do so because we post new videos every single week about Indian startups, entrepreneurs, and the latest news. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Backstage with Millionaires, and I will see you in the next one.